The changes keep coming for the BYU football program. We'll examine the latest ones. We'll also talk about BYU's bowl destination. According to Aaron Roderick, we know when the Cougars will play allegedly. What are the options game-wise? Let's examine that on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. We are very proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here simply stated on this podcast is to make you the smartest BYU fan in the room by giving you all the news and notes you need to know about on a daily basis. Today's title sponsors are friends over at Omaha. Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. A gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today. Know you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com and use the promo code Locked On at checkout to get an extra $30 off of your order. We'll tell you a little bit more about Omaha Steaks as today's show progresses, but let's dive right in. BYU football. The changes are coming fast and heavy, even if they have not been announced formally. I can confirm, there's various reports out there, a number of you have probably seen Seen them and or heard the rumors that BYU dismissed their strength and conditioning staff yesterday. Led by Nuu Tufisi and Justin McClure, they have decided to go another direction, uh, speaking of Kalani Sitake, with their strength and conditioning staff. And this is not necessarily like the, the earth-shattering move that some of you probably expected it to be with that tease coming into the show. But let me tell you one thing. The strength and conditioning staff on any program and in any program is maybe the most critical hire outside of a head coach. I can explain this using a most recent example. Of course, Luke Fickle, the Cincinnati head coach who led them to college football playoff last year, just recently took a, a job with the Wisconsin Badgers. He's going back to Big Ten country. This is a guy who's an Ohio State born and bred dude. I uh, was an interim head coach during the Jim Trestle uh, Tattoo Gate uh, saga, if you remember way back when. But he has gone back to Wisconsin. Do you know who his first hire as head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers was, or at least in the initial hires that he is making on his staff? Oh, yes. He's bringing his strength and conditioning coach with him, a guy who has been with him his entire run as a head coach. Strength and conditioning guys are like the, the right-hand men for head coaches in terms of establishing culture, uh, making sure that the, the standards of a program are upheld. They have more contact, speaking of strength and conditioning coaches, than even a head coach has with his own players. Position coaches also, they don't have as much contact than, this, the, 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 than a strength and conditioning coach d- does because strength and conditioning coaches, they are working with these players in January, on throughout the winter months, going into spring ball during the summer. They have so much contact with these players, and in some cases, they have a better feel for how guys are fitting in or not fitting with a program than any coach might know outside of one of their teammates, speaking of a player. It's absolutely critical that you have the right guy leading the way with your strength and conditioning staff. And it's a little bit surprising, honestly, because Nuu Tafisi came in with Kalani Sitake. Uh, Nuu is a guy who Kalani really, really valued a 
brought him with him to BYU, and he's been leading BYU strength and conditioning for the past seven years. Something has changed, obviously, and Kalani Satake feels like it's in his best interest as the head coach to go another direction with BYU's strength and conditioning. Now, obviously, a guy like Justin McClure, who has been with BYU for a long, long time, he actually, I believe, came over from the basketball program to work with the BYU football program, if I have my order of uh, where he's been at at BYU. Uh, it's disappointing to see some of these guys let go after a significant period of time. The other thing about this is they had recently brought on three more football strength and conditioning coaches just this past offseason, going back uh, to this past offseason. Kalani Simeona, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Spencer Reed, as well as Dalton Elliott were all hired. I do not know the status of the of the three new hires of those uh, strength and conditioning coaches, but I can confirm that Nuu Tufisi and Justin McClure have been uh, essentially let go from their positions. It's going to be a new era in that strength and conditioning department for BYU. A couple of things that obviously many of you are probably going to point out is that BYU had a litany of injuries over the past two or three seasons, and even going back throughout the majority of Kalani Sitake's tenure, they have endured a number of injuries. The one thing about this is, though, traditionally, when you look at injuries, you try and narrow in, and okay, are they soft tissue injuries? Uh, Speaking of like muscle pulls, are guys pulling hamstrings at an astronomical clip? Are they are they just are they injuring the soft tissue of their body and that's muscles that type of stuff or are they structural issues that's ligaments tendons uh, bones all that type of stuff that also goes into it if you go back I'd have to do some more research on this and I, I may venture into this a little bit I would venture to say that 2022 so this season that we're currently await, awaiting a bowl destination and we'll talk about potential destinations for BYU here in just a moment but when it comes to the BYU football program I don't feel like if you were to go back through all the injuries, whether you know what the injury was or if we are just speculating on it, I don't think there's necessarily a rhyme or reason to the injuries that BYU endured this year inside their program. But that doesn't mean that Kalani Sitake does, is not within his rights to decide, you know what, I want to go another direction. I, I feel like I just need to shake things up here. And that's the one thing about this, folks. There are still more changes to come. Lots of rumors out there involving numerous coaches on Kalani Sitake's staff. I am not going to begin to speculate on that until I have it confirmed by multiple sources, but many of you out there know the rumors. You, all you need to do is do a simple search on social media, a message board that uh, you may frequent, uh, that type of stuff. You can find all the information that I'm referring to here, but I can tell you I've, I've confirmed it with enough people at this point that now with Elisa Tuiaki stepping down, there's a new defensive coordinator incoming, as well as a new strength and conditioning uh, coaching uh, staff, I guess I should say, at least two uh, hires. One guy that would be obviously leading the strength and conditioning staff, and that's going to be a critical hire for Kalani Sitake to get right, because like I said, those guys are absolutely critical to any and all success that a football program has. And I've got nothing against Nuu Tufisi. I, I barely had uh, an, an, I had, I don't know, maybe said 10 words to him in the entire time he's been at BYU, but he's always been gracious, it seemed like, in uh, communicating with players, coaches, administrators, even some media that had a chance to talk to him. I know the reputation of Justin McClure is impeccable. There's a lot of guys out there. Jonathan Tavernari, I saw that on social media, on Twitter. Uh, Tavernari, uh, JT, saying that Justin McClure really set the tone for him with regards to his professional career playing for both the Brazilian national team and obviously for the many years he played over in Europe professionally. So These are guys who are highly accomplished, but that does not mean that there are not better hires that can be made or I guess 
I'm not saying better hires, but guys that fit more with the vision that Kalani Sitake apparently has for his program. So you wish Nuu Tafisi, Justin McClure, and the rest of the strength and conditioning staff, if they were indeed all let go. You wish them the best, but it is now yet another opportunity for Kalani Sitake to remake the BYU football program in the image that he thinks it needs to be as BYU gets ready to go into the Big 12. There's a lot of opportunity here for Kalani Sitake. There, there, there's culture that needs to be set, and that's one thing we need probably still need to discuss, and I'll probably discuss that later on this week. I, I've, I've got a little bit of a I don't know how to describe this. It, it's it's an insight into how BYU has operated in the last two to three seasons in particular because I have a hard and fast examples of certain uh, things that have happened in the past two to three seasons that didn't necessarily sit right with me at the time. But honestly, when you're winning as much as BYU was, you don't necessarily consider it that to be that big of a deal. But when you struggle, like BYU has done this season, that's when they become more glaring. We'll talk more about that later this week. That's what we call in the business a tease, my friends. Uh, I'll also get to another tease right now. Let's talk about BYU's potential bowl destination. Uh, Aaron Roderick uh, made uh, some comments on BYU's coordinator corner on Monday, saying that BYU, well, we probably know when they're going to play. What games are on that date? We'll get to that here momentarily. Let's tell you a little bit more about our friends over at Omaha Steaks for a moment, though. Omaha Steaks has been coming to my house, I don't know, for how many years. I have in-laws that order it for me for my birthday, for Christmas. They've ordered for numerous holidays, and every time... Omaha Steaks shows up. It absolutely nails it. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher since 1917 and a holiday gift that is guaranteed to be loved. The holidays are here. We all know that, my friends. Thanksgiving is come and gone. It is the Christmas season. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. I can tell you this much. I may be suggesting this to my mother-in-law who likes to order from Omaha Steaks for me, like I mentioned. Go to Omaha Steaks right now and use go go to omahasteaks.com right now, excuse me, and use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N at checkout and get $30 off your order. That's 30 $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher's cut, filet mignon, air chilled boneless chicken, ultra juicy burgers, and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code locked on at checkout once again to get that $30 off. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered by, with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Once again, visit omahasteaks.com using the promo code locked on at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. All right, let's talk about BYU's bold destination, but a quick reminder to make your second listen today, our friends over the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, Locked On Sports Today has got you covered. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide with the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It is available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Aaron Roderick, whether it was uh, a decision by him that was calculated or just was kind of a slip of the tongue. Regardless, 
He has lifted the lid on what we are uh, expecting with regards to BYU's bowl destination. Now, some news came yesterday via Brett McMurphy, and I had been hearing for a few weeks, actually, that BYU was in contention to go over and play in the Hawaii Bowl on uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Now, obviously, that's a fantastic destination. It's warm weather. A lot of fans would have loved to have spent Christmas in the islands. I've done it a couple of times in my life. I've been lucky enough to do that. It is absolutely phenomenal. If you can spend Christmas in Hawaii, you're doing it right. Obviously, it's not cheap to do that, but that's what BYU was looking at potentially. Well, Aaron Roderick, after the announcement from Brett McMurphy that San Diego State and Middle Tennessee State have been uh, selected, according to his sources, to play in that Hawaii Bowl, that left a few different options for BYU out there. But then Coach Roderick went on BYU TV's Coordinator's Corner, which happens every Monday, and talked about the fact that he expects BYU to be playing on December 17th. Now, that should not be breaking news to anybody out there. This is a, a date that has got three different games that BYU could be in the mix for here. First off, the New Mexico Bowl down there in, at University Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, BYU's final bowl game before going independent, and if you guys will recall this, Jake Heaps and his crazy, crazy good performance in that New Mexico Bowl was the final game of BYU in their Mountain West tenure before they went into independence. How crazy would it be to send out independence by playing in the New Mexico Bowl once again? Again, that is a game that is currently slated to start at 12:15 Mountain Time down there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, other games that are in the mix here for BYU include the Lending Tree Bowl, which is held in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, that is slated for a 3:45 kickoff on ESPN. I think this one's a bit of a, a little bit longer of a shot for BYU. I, I don't see a, a ESPN saying that, "Hey, there's a lot of BYU fans in Mobile, Alabama. Let's send them down there." It could still be in play. Absolutely, that's absolutely one that's in in play. And then the final game of the three that is absolutely in the mix for BYU is the Frisco Bowl. It's held at Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. It is the nightcap on December 17th, which is which is the first full day of the bowl. Slate. There are two games the Friday before on December 16th, but the game down there in Frisco slated for a 7:15 kickoff. Now, all three of these games have their their pluses and their minuses. You go to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, you're in a mountainous area. There could be bad weather, snow, cold, all that type of stuff. Frisco, Texas, it is also not immune to having bad weather. Uh, I know that Dallas is considered to be a quote unquote warm weather destination. Yeah, you got to get a little bit further south than Dallas. North Texas still can get ice storms. I still remember Boise State had. A game canceled due to an ice storm the day after Christmas. Players couldn't even get home. It was absolutely brutal. So you can have that problem in Frisco. Mobile, Alabama, of the three, is probably the most likely to have the most pleasant weather situation for BYU of those three games. But... Like I said, Mobile, Alabama doesn't necessarily scream BYU football. Uh, If you ask me, and based on some conversations I've had with folks, I'll admit this, I would expect of those three, if if December 17th is going to be when BYU plays this game, I think that the order of BYU's preference, if they are given a pick, and they will have their say, obviously, ESPN events will ask them, okay, here are some of the options. What is your guys' preference? I think BYU will opt for the New Mexico Bowl number one. It's a relatively easy uh, travel destination for BYU fans. I know Albuquerque is a little bit out of the way. I get all that, but... 
uh, compared to Frisco, Texas, and Mobile, Alabama. It's the easiest. You can, it, it's technically drivable. That's the one thing also about bowl games here. Now, number two on the list, if I'm BYU, I would say Frisco is my number two choice. Uh, Texas, in the Dallas area, there's a lot to do, obviously, and it's a, it's a high-profile opportunity to be the nightcap of a day full of games. The other thing about this is it, uh, with the Mobile game in uh, down there in Mobile, Alabama, the Lending Tree Bowl, it doesn't just necessarily scream much. I be think that'd be the number three slot. Now, let's also talk about one other uh, situation to play here, and this, this could affect BYU if they play in the New Mexico Bowl. Now, currently, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders that weekend, so December 18th, they are currently slated to play Sunday night football against the New England Patriots. Josh McDaniels against his mentor, Bill Belichick. Storyline writes itself, but the Raiders have been pretty bad. They've won two straight, obviously, but they're not that great of a team. The Patriots are okay. There is some concern that that game may get flexed out of that Sunday night matchup on uh, on NBC and be moved to an afternoon game in Las Vegas. Well, there happens to be a game scheduled for 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time the day before at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas, Nevada. That is the Las Vegas Bowl, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Well, according to Football uh, Scoop, I believe is the one I, I saw this on. I've been FB, FB schedules, but... Regardless, there was a uh, release put out that if that game is flexed out of Sunday night football, uh, they would obviously need to move the game uh, to be able to accommodate getting the field ready for the Raiders the next day, move the game for the Las Vegas Bowl up in the day. That would actually mean that the New Mexico Bowl and the Las Vegas Bowl would switch time slots. So the Las Vegas Bowl would start at 12.15 Mountain Time on ESPN, flexing the New Mexico Bowl into a 5.30 Mountain Time kickoff on ABC. That is why I think BYU will absolutely opt for that New Mexico Bowl to get in a primetime window on the East Coast, 7.30 Eastern Time, 5.30 Mountain Time on ABC over the air television. That is a home run if you're BYU. I don't care who the opponent is. If you can get on ABC and be on the uh, be on an over-the-air channel, national dis- distribution in a primetime window... What a way to cap your season. I am rooting for the New Mexico Bowl. I never thought I would ever utter those words in my entire life. But right now, Jake Hatch is the biggest fan of the New Mexico Bowl that you will find because I hope this situation plays out. I'd love nothing more than to see BYU be able to cap their season, hopefully in positive fashion, uh, down there in Albuquerque in prime time on ABC. Uh, Conversations I've had with folks, let me also acknowledge this, is that BYU feels that the New Mexico Bowl is probably their best opportunity. We'll see what happens, but uh, we will probably hear some more news as the week progresses here, and obviously we'll officially know Sunday afternoon as uh, news starts to roll out, the official bowl slate is is revealed, and all that uh, jazz takes place. But folks... Get ready. Let's go to Albuquerque, shall we? Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it because I actually am supposed to be traveling uh, for this game. Uh, my radio station, the, the KSL Sports Zone, is gracious enough to have told me that uh, wherever BYU goes bowling, you're going this year, Jake. So looking forward to it, and I look forward to exploring Albuquerque a little bit and hopefully seeing some of y'all out there if it ultimately plays out that way. All right, coming up here in just a minute, let's round out today's show with some notes on the BYU basketball program. Also some notes on BYU women's volleyball uh, postseason honors being handed out. We'll round out the show with some notes on that. But first, a word on our friends over at UCCU, Utah Community Credit Union. Now, folks, I have talked about this before. UCCU is my bank. I I got my first checking account, my first savings account, my first uh, mortgage, my first credit card. 
All of that happened with UCCU. They are a phenomenal bank. Uh, I guess they're a credit union, but regardless, they have handled all my banking my entire life. I've had other accounts at other institutions and they're fine, but there's a reason why I've stuck with UCCU. They're absolutely incredible and they want to help you guys out in this time of rising inflation and rising interest rates. They have a 15-month savings certificate they're offering to anybody. You don't have to be a UCCU member to get started on this. You can do it. Uh, it's 15 months with an incredibly high AP, incredibly high, excuse me, AP of 4.00%. The best part about this is with interest rates and in, uh, inflation continuing to rise, if at any point during that 15 months, you'd like to bump up your uh, rate, you can do that. It's got a one-time bump built into it. That's the best part about this. And the best part is they got a, a bunch of different term options to fit your needs. And the best, all, additionally, for you guys out there, you can be a big time money bags, or you can be a, a person that can do a start, start a savings certificate for as low as $500. It's a perfect option for any type of saver. And the best part is it helps you grow your money faster than a traditional savings or money market account. So give it a shot, my friends. Go visit UCCU. You can go into one of their branches. You also can go online to uccu.com or give them a call to get started on this. They'll answer all of your questions, get you on your way. And the best part is 15 months, that savings certificate has the four. 4.00% APY. And if at any point you feel like you want to bump it up during that 15 months, you're welcome to do it. It's a fantastic way to go about it. But the thing you need to be aware of, it's only available for a limited time. So give it a shot, my friends. Get to uccu.com to learn more and get started on that savings certificate, certificate today. That's UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Uh, all right. Uh, I got a question for you guys, and it's the question of the day here on the podcast. Is Based on our conversation today, uh, do you have a strength and conditioning? Oh, I guess it's a two-part question. Do you have a strength and conditioning coach that you'd like to see BYU hire? I know there are names like Brady Papinga out there, Jordan Pendleton. Throw your names out there. Is there a strength and conditioning coach you'd like to see Kalani Sitake hire to lead BYU's new strength and conditioning uh, staff down there in Provo. And then part two, if you don't have a coach in mind, what bowl game of those three? The Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or the Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. Which of the three do you think is the best place for BYU to go bowling this uh, offseason, uh, not this offseason, this bowl season? And the best part is, it's a pre-Christmas bowl. You can go out, watch the Cougars, and get back home and celebrate the week of Christmas in the lead-up uh, to that big holiday. That, to me... It's a phenomenal, phenomenal setup, and I'd love to love to hear your guys' take on which of those three games you'd like to see BYU playing in. All right, a couple of the notes before we go here on today's show is congratulations to BYU women's volleyball. They are the seventh seed in uh, the NCAA tournament. They're headed to Pitt this weekend, but they had six student-athletes named to the All-West Coast Conference teams the league announced yesterday. Setter Whitney Bauer, middle blocker Heather Knighting, outside hitter Aaron Livingston, and middle blocker Whitney Uranus, Uranus, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, received first team honors. Libero uh, Kelsey Nudson and middle blocker Kate Pryor were named honorable mentions, and then Pryor was also awarded all freshman team honors as well. Congratulations to all of them. They are tied with uh, San Diego and Loyola and Marymount as the three schools to have four student athletes named to the all-WCC first team. The crazy thing about this is the first team had 16 athletes on it. Like, the second team had, like, six. Weird. Weird scenario, but nonetheless, congratulations to all those BYU women's volleyball athletes. It's a phenomenal honor 
for them. Also tonight, if you want to get out to Salt Lake City, uh, if you want to go watch BYU basketball tonight, the men's basketball program, they are uh, celebrating us what they're calling Vivin Arena Week or Salt Lake Week as they welcome Westminster at Vivin Arena in a neutral site matchup. Tip-off for this game is scheduled for 7 o'clock in Salt Lake City. It'll be broadcast on BYU TV. Greg Rebell and Mark Duran also have the call on BYU Radio on the BYU Sports Network. BYU should roll in this one. Uh, Westminster, they're 0-5 to start the season. They're a Division II team. BYU should roll in this one. But the most exciting part of this game tonight, you probably saw it on social media, is BYU going to debut their new black jerseys in this game. And I got to say, the hype about the black jerseys for BYU with this whole new reveal of the new jerseys, the Royal with the Navy, the, the, just the new Royal uniforms, the white uniforms, all of them have been a pretty good look outside of the the BY the, the Royal with Navy for me. I thought it would grow on me. It just has not. I'm not a huge fan of that. But these black jerseys, they just revealed them on social media, folks. That is a clean, clean look. I absolutely love them. I know a number of you don't give one you-know-what about jerseys and how guys feel good, play good, look good, all, all that stuff. I get that a number of you don't care about that. It's something that I like to pay attention to. I'm a nerd that way. It's something that I've always engaged with. These black jerseys, whoo! They are clean, they are crisp, and I cannot wait to see them debut on the court up there at Vivint Arena. It's a great opportunity for you as a fan to get out and enjoy a, a new setting for BYU basketball. They'll have a second game up there at Vivint Arena this Saturday when they take on South Dakota at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. But if you want to get out, I would encourage you to do so. It's a great, great time to watch BYU. And the other thing about this is it's a milestone game uh, for Mark Pope. It'll be his 150th game coached as a Division I head coach. Obviously, that combines time uh, from his time coaching UVU as well as his time at BYU. But really, really cool milestone for Coach Pope. Congratulations to him on hitting that 150-game mark. It's kind of funny. We talk about uh, Lavelle Edwards uh, coached like 357 games, uh, won 256 of them, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember what the exact number was. I think it's 256 wins, but I remember the overall number of games that Lavelle Edwards coached in 29 years. Well, Mark Pope, like I said, he's 150 uh, games in. In uh, excuse me, he's 150. Uh, excuse me, I screwed up on all of this. Let me back up, rewind. It'll be his 150th win if he gets the win in this game. It's not his 150th game coached. I apologize. I, I screwed that up. I will acknowledge that. So he'd get it to 150 wins along with 56 losses. It'll be his 206th game coached. Think about this. In eight seasons, he's nearly matched, or he will match in the next couple of years, it feels like, the total number of games that the legendary Lavelle Edwards coached on the football side of things. It's kind of the nature of basketball versus football, but at the same time, a great opportunity tonight. BYU TV if you can't make it out to Vivint Arena or the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things if you want to tune into that game. But I would encourage you, if you have the means to do so, get out to Vivint Arena, enjoy the festivities, and obviously you can go walk around and enjoy probably some of the Christmas lights around downtown Salt Lake City. I happen to work in that part of the city. I work just north of Vivint Arena, now at KSL Broadcast House and the Triad Center there. A lot of lights going up and being turned on this time of year. would encourage you, take that opportunity and get to Salt Lake City and enjoy the festivities. All right, that's going to do it. 
you're caught up on everything going on in BYU sports. If new coaching news ha- happens to come down, we'll have you covered. Uh, planning to catch up with Clark Barrington, BYU team captain, who's been joining us all season long on tomorrow's show. How does he react to the coaching changes that have already happened versus what might actually come to pass? We'll catch up with him and talk about that on tomorrow's show. So a big thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you make your second listen, our friends, over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. It's a great way to get caught up on all the news in Big 12 Conference. Uh, the thing about this is like, the conversation. Who does uh, Cincinnati replace with Luke Fickle? Well, our friend Josh Neighbors, he will have you covered on that. Obviously, the Big 12 is expanding with BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. How does one of those coaches being hired away by a fellow P5 program affect the prestige of the conference going in? Well, they got you covered on the Locked On Big 12 podcast. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Also available on YouTube. That'll do it for myself. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear and or watch this. Hope you guys are all doing well. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.